In 2002, Miss Freddie went on to form Blue Phase, and several years later, Miss Freddie started two bands, Miss Freddie's Blues Band, which was Electric Blues, and Miss Freddie's Home Cooking Band, Acoustic Blues, Classic Rock, Gospel. Miss Freddie's influences include Coco Taylor, Etta James, Billie Holiday, Sarah Vaughn, Big Mama Thornton, Bessie Smith, and Big Al Levitt. She has won blues competitions, 2008 West Virginia Blues Society for Best Blues, and 2012 Blues Society of Western PA Best Duo Solo Act. Additionally, Miss Freddie was awarded the 2014 Star Award from the Pittsburgh VA Medical Center for her work with veterans. She was awarded the 2015 Freedom from Silence Award from the Center for Victims. She has won it uh, in the Iron City Rocks Awards for Best Blues Band in 2016, 2017, and 2019. Her self-release CD, Lady of the Blues, which is what we heard, uh, won for Best Album in 2017. In 2018, Miss Freddie was nominated for two Blues Foundation Awards, one for Best Emerging Artist CD and the Coco Taylor Traditional Blues Female. Her latest single, Something to Believe In, is from her forthcoming Gospel Roots release scheduled for 2022. You can find her on Facebook.com slash Miss Freddie, her uh, name being F-R-E-D-D-Y-E. You can find her on Twitter uh, at Twitter.com slash at Miss Freddie 17 and Instagram Miss Freddie Blues. Uh, she also has her own website, MissFreddie.com. Miss Freddie, how you doing? I am doing just fine. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited. Of course. <laughs> so I, I'm I know you had a lot going on. Blessed to be back. Oh yeah. I'm happy to have Whole you. Whole lot too. going on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, then let's just jump right into it. What, what have you been up to since uh, we talked a couple of months ago? So, what, what have you uh, been up to since then? Um, well, trying to get myself back on course, I'm actually, um, in the studio, uh, recording my next album. It's, it's a slow process, which I'm glad, you know, and, uh, recording my next, uh, single that'll be, um, coming out and, um, working full time as a nurse. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, that's what I've been doing. The music, the music mostly. Just did a Christmas video, so um, I'm excited about that. Can't wait till it gets edited and it it comes out. So nice, just in time. So we're gonna have to bring you back in December now, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm excited. And then, you know, I just recorded a Christmas song for an organization. Um, they're actually putting okay. on a Christmas show, and they put together an album featuring a, a Christmas song of different local musicians in my area. So I haven't heard the album yet, so I can't wait to mm. hear, you know, what it sounds like and then be in the Christmas show that's happening. I can't believe it's November already. I'm getting ready to say next month, December. <laughs> so that's exciting. Yeah. No, I, I'm right in, in the same boat as you are. I can't believe that Halloween is over. Um, I told you that we did a special uh, show yesterday for Halloween with um, Yvonne coming back on the show. So I can't believe that um, the year's almost wrapping up again. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going pretty fast. I noticed 
as I get older, like each year, like the, you know, time just seems like it's just going too fast. So. Yeah, I, I feel like I had a good mix, right? I feel like there were some years that went really, really fast and then some years that kind of go fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt like that. I felt, you know, I noticed when I was younger and when I say younger in my third twenties and thirties, I said, you know, time was like, it's like, Oh, you know, it's like, wow, you know, hurry up. You know, I want to see what's happening next in the following year, what I'm going to do. Now it's like, okay, do that again. Cause now time is moving too fast, but it's okay. I've learned well, to accept your, your, it. Your 30s, were, your, your 30s were only like five years ago, so. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. They were. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you know what? I'm okay. If anybody would, I stopped telling people how old I am because they don't believe me. And I said, you know, I have no reason to lie. I'm not trying to get your attention. I said, but I've been like this. I, I've kind of refined myself a little bit, but. For the most part, mm-hmm. I'm still silly. I still clown around. Um, you know, I just, I laugh when, you know, it's appropriate. <laughs> and, I, you know, I feel how I was 20 years ago is how I am, mm-hmm. but I've grown up a little bit, if that makes sense to, you know, to the audience. Yeah, we, we we never truly grow up though. We just get more mature. <laughs> Darn, we're, we're still kids at Here, heart. I, I, I think. <laughs> I know, right? Is that why people always say, you know, when I grow up, like me, I always say, oh, when I grow up, I think I want to do that. And people look at they look at me like real strange, <laughs> like the deer in the headlight look, or like I'm some alien. I'm like people. Let's think about this for a minute, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I I feel great. You know, um, a little arthritis, but that happens. I had arthritis when I was in my 20s, so no big deal. I'm not um, going to lie. Uh, I actually, I, I, I connect with that pretty pretty well right now because uh, uh-huh. I've talked about it a couple times on the show, but um, I re, like, not reopened, but exaggerated my, uh, or exaggerated, aggravated, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm reading and talking at the same time. That's so rude. I um, aggravated my <laughs> okay. uh, leg injury, and um, when they did the scans on my leg, they, I actually have arthritis in my leg now, and I'm not even 30 yet. So that was wow. my fun transition of learning old man stuff now and, you know, take your multivitamin. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I hate it. <laughs> Go to physical therapy. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I found out something because my arthritis came from, I used to run track in high school and college. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and I trained pretty hard. And when I first started out running hurdles, you know, my knees would hit up against, Mm -hmm. um, you know, those things like it was nobody's business. So, yeah. Yeah. So after a while, yeah, I had to stop doing it because I'm like, ah, you know, but I mean, I ran the hurdles. I did what I had to do. So, and then I ran the 880 relay um, through the javelin. So it's like, you know, all that training. And then when I turned 38, I started working out relentlessly, like every other day. Like I would go into the gym from the time I got off of work because I worked nights back then. I would go to the mm-hmm. gym, you know, 
and um, change, go to the gym. And I was in the gym for like three or four hours. So I would probably hit the gym by 8 o'clock, probably about 8, 8.30. And then I would be in that gym for about 11, 12. Every other day, I'd start off with some um, cardio, and then I'd do my weightlifting, and then I would do cool down, and I would go in the steam room or the sauna, whichever one, mm-hmm. every other yeah, day. No, so, I, you know. My uh, my injury was from uh, firefighting, actually. So I um, oh, wow. almost died in almost died in a house fire uh, that I was fighting. So, um, yeah, I the only thing that saved me was when I fell through what I fell through. Um, my leg got caught, and my knee went mm-hmm. up to my uh, my shoulder. Wow! So I, I pretty much hung by my my knee slash leg, and um, a lot of physical therapy, a lot of you know uh, patience with the process, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. Yeah, then I was kind of like you. I started hitting the gym pretty hard. Not as hard as you. Uh, I, I've never been a runner. Um, that's why I did wrestling when I was in school. I, I had decent endurance, but when it came to running or anything like that, I would more sit by the door and wait for them to come back to me, and then I can, you know, handle business. Uh, I wasn't going to chase after yeah. anybody. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I hear um, you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's uh, um I definitely But they I, I go yeah, for but a they bit. say the more act yeah, the more active you are, like, you know, and it does. It really helps. So my activity now is, you know, well, I work full time as a nurse, but you know, with that mm-hmm. said, I notice when I'm doing housework around the house, like I'll get up in the morning, I still stretch. You know, I try to stretch mm-hmm. like fifteen, twenty minutes because I really need to like I feel like a pretzel. And once I stretch, I get up, move around, I have my coffee, have to have my caffeine, thank you. And then probably about an hour after (laughs) that, I'm okay. And I start, you know, if I have a chance, like on my day off, um, I'll start doing work around the apartment. And I notice, Mm, like two hours into cleaning, I feel fine. Mm -hmm. So it's when I'm done and I settle down, it's like, okay, I got to get back up and start doing some more, you know, another activity or something. (laughs) So it just kind of depends. So what do you, does that uh, get incorporated into your art at all when you're making music? Do you feel like when you're more active and doing things, you feel more creative or do you feel like you're less creative? I feel creative period um, when I mm-hmm. am into the music that I um, and mm-hmm. I can tell you it relaxes me it relieves it relieves my whole psyche you know mentally physically emotionally yeah. spiritually and a lot of people can relate to that and I said there's something you know a lot of there I've met some people who just aren't into music period and I'm like okay I said, but music has been a way and part of my life. Yeah, yeah, I, I've, it's not that many. I can count on one hand, you know, and I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, maybe you don't like what I'm doing. And, you know, I've been told, nope, don't like music, period. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I find that when I'm feeling great, I mm-hmm. my creativity is off the charts. And I can, and I'm a multitasker. 
Um, so when all of a sudden I have this burst of energy or this, you know, this well-being comes over me, my creativity is through the roof. And that would mean, um, you know, singing. I don't write songs. I try. I'm better at writing poetry. <laughs> and people are mm-hmm. like, People tell me, what's the same? I said, no, it's absolutely not the same. I don't think. That's my opinion. I said, I I remember being in high school writing poetry for everybody, five bucks. That's how I pay for most of my prom stuff. I charge five bucks a poem, no matter if you were having, (laughs) if you're trying to make up with somebody, break up with somebody, congratulate somebody, you hated somebody, (laughs) you loved somebody. I would write poetry, and I would just tell them, well, Tell me a little bit about the situation, if it involves somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. And I would just start writing. Like, I did that. It just came natural. I didn't take a class or anything, you know. So, um, yeah. my And I feel good. And all of a sudden, all the aches and pains and the worries and the anger is gone. Like, I, and I'm a totally yeah. different person. I connect with that a lot as well because... That's kind of um, how I started getting into my art as well. When I was in, I think it was like middle school, high school, um, I literally wrote a 12-page book, which, I mean, isn't much of a book, but hey, for a high schooler with a short attention span, that's pretty good. And I took two pieces of colored paper, and I would print the um, cover on the colored piece mm-hmm. of paper, and I would then print, you know, the store on regular, and I did the same thing. I would sell it for, I think, maybe it was like 5 or $10, and I actually made a pretty good amount on that, and the only reason that I did the money part of it wasn't to, you know, get rich quick scheme, but um, it was just for mm-hmm. me to go buy more paper and ink, <laughs> so I, I really connect with yours, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, we have been creating kind of underground until, you know, we get on our uh, our music labels and, you know, our, our publisher labels. Um, we've been creating for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. without anybody's permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Hmm. It's, I think it just kind of depends, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, it, it just kind of depends. Um, I have learned to not be so opinionated like I used to be. (laughs) So, you know, I've learned to keep an open mind. I don't have to, you know, chime in or be on the same side, but I've learned to look at everything. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I... I think uh, that's the whole maturity part too, right? Getting older and wiser because I've noticed I am a lot less uh, fire and brimstone and trying to save everyone from the, from the, you know, atrocities of, of Ron in the world. Um, Cause I used to be that guy that I'd hear one thing and I just, I'd run to ground, even if it was, you know, my truth, their truth, the truth, it didn't matter. I just, I was all about fixing stuff and I I kind of take it a backseat. Like, like you're saying where it's like, you know, like, yeah, that sucks that this is happening. Yeah. It's not 
necessarily completely right, but like, is it something for me to get gray hair on and freak out and, you know, burn down a village over, you know, I'm not quite sure. Sometimes it's still, yes. Don't get me wrong. That, uh, (laughs) that, that fiery guy is still deep down inside me, but, um, I'm a lot more selective. I like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can um, relate to that. It's kind of like the old saying. Um, And when I say old saying, I mean, it's been around for, you know, you learn Mm -hmm. to, you pick and choose your battles. You know, there's that constant war going on inside you or around you, but you learn to choose and pick your battles. So, oh yeah. So let's, uh, Talk about your your work in progress. So you said you got some Christmas stuff coming up. Have you been working on anything else? Well, um, there is a uh, a song that I want to release as my next single. Um, a lot of people, I've you know, I released two singles within the last like two years. Wade in the Water was the first one. And something to believe in was the second one came out last uh, last year, April 24th. So um, this next one um, was written by a friend of mine. Uh, he's from originally from West Virginia. He suddenly passed away a year ago this month. So you know, I'm trying to hold mm-hmm. myself together, and I really want to get this out in you know in his honor. He um, mm-hmm. he also co-wrote. A uh, couple songs on my Lady the Blues album too, so uh, I'm excited to doing that. And plus, I'm trying to do something to keep me out of my sadness, you know, because I keep losing people yeah. that I know left and right, and it, and it's become hard. And I don't want to become like mm-hmm. this person that's numb, you know. It's like, oh, okay, you know, another one passed away. I I don't want to I don't want to have that kind of attitude. That's not, you know, but I don't want to be all depressed. In in a, in a you yeah. know like in a deep like black hole kind of thing, so yeah the song is very hard... haunting oh, and very beautiful. So I'm looking forward to releasing it, and it's called Slipping Away. It was written by Mr. Mike mm-hmm. Lazanga. He actually wrote it back in 2018, and um, about eh, maybe like a year and a half ago, um, probably beginning of last year, somewhere around there, he you know said I got a song for you and. I loved it. And so my home cooking band, we put our spin on it. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And I can't wait for his family and uh, friends and fans down West Virginia and, you know, even overseas to hear. It's like, this is Mike's song. I love this song. And we did a video of it last year at a local venue here back in last June. And, um, you know, sent Mike you know, the video after it was done, had it professionally done. It's so cool. I, I love it. I, I'm excited. And then I have my album that I'm working on, you know. Mm-hmm. That's in progress. You know, some some things have happened, um, you know, with the death. A uh, friend that um, I was close to died suddenly back in August. A former bandmate died back in June. A uh, woman that I know, she died um I think she died like right after my friend on August died. She had pancreatic cancer. So it's been like, then a musician, recent musician friend who would sometimes come in and play drums for me when he was able to pass away like a couple of weeks ago. So it's oh, been, 
it, it's, it's been rough. You know, yeah, it has been rough. But I said, you know, I know these people are like, you know what, you need to keep on going. Don't stop. You know, and I just have great memories of everybody, you know, that I've lost um, recently. So that's what's been going on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've uh, noticing that a lot lately as well. Um, not taking away from what you've been through, but um, I had a neighbor, this elderly gentleman, um, really involved in the church, really involved in the community. Um, he was a, a, you know, a career pharmacist and all that. And I, uh, my town's kind of like a little big, little big town, I guess, if you will. Like we have about 200,000, but last names uh, are really, really important, right? So for me, for Bush, mm-hmm. they're always mm-hmm. like, oh, are you, you know, so-and-so's son or so-and-so's son? And it's like, oh, I'm so-and-so. And like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I remember him. He's a good one. You know, so it, it's kind of strange. So me growing up with this neighbor, this neighbor knew my dad's dad. So, you know, he knew my dad growing up, and his uh, sons were friends with my dad. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, when they became adults and had children, um, he kind of put a wing over me, uh, made sure that, you know, when I got off the bus that he was there and and made sure that, you know, I wasn't locked out of the house when I was stupid and left my keys inside or something. And, um he actually just recently passed away too. And oh, I was in your shoes. Oh yeah. And I mean, it, it comes with time. Right. But I was in your shoes where I'm like, man, I, I, I feel sad. I feel bad. Um, you know, it's one more link to childhood that is, is closed. That chapter is closed, but I was a lot like you or the other parts. I'm like, you know, like it, it'll be okay. Like, it was a matter of time. Nothing lasts forever, you know. Remember, remember the good memories and and pretty much, you know, how I kind of coped with it too. So I definitely reflect on that and and um, agree with you that that's that's very difficult to go through. Um, even just a couple of my friends who passed away that, you know, through the years that passed away that were close to my age, I've I've gone through that too. So I can only imagine what's going to happen in the next, you know. 20, 30 years, if I get to see that long. I keep telling Yvonne I'm, I'm one year from death, and she said, 30's not death. And I'm like, I don't know, Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's when you get to my age and you realize, it's like, oh. And then I know a few times, and then I stopped doing it. I'm like, well, I said, I remember talking like this. I finished nursing school at 30. And I remember working with older nurses who became nurses when I was born. And I'm like, oh, my God, how old are you exactly? <laughs> you know, so it's, and now I look back and I remember I had a few friends that became nurses because of me. And I look back at everything. It was like a reflection moment. And I said, I remember being, taking care of patients my age taking care of patients when I was 40, when I was 45. And I'm like, wow, really? And I just, I, could, I can't believe that I've, you know, I've made it this far because I've lost, you know, a number of people along the way, including one of, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, one of my siblings and both my parents, you know, over the years and, um, you know, friends. And it's like, wow, okay. 
I think I'm supposed to be here. There's a reason why I have to be here. Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely felt very similar when my uh, my firefighter accident happened because, um, by all means, that should have potentially took me out, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I okay. kind of reflected like you did where it's like, oh, wow, like, yeah, I'm really supposed to keep on keeping on. Like, my, my time's not done yet. I got a couple more things I got to do. <laughs> right. Yep. And that's, I mean, you know, you just, I, I, I try not to dwell on the past too much. I just have to put in the back of my, you know, back of my mind. It's like, okay, it's just another lesson that I have to learn and I have to build on and see what comes of it. And if it doesn't work, you know, well, something happened in the past What's done is done. So. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Well, with your permission, um, we're about halfway through the show, and I'd love to play another song of yours. So let me see. Of course, then it resets. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Um, or thinking there's many choices. Wait in the water <laughs> or going to fix you? Oh, that's, you know what? Wait in the water is a good one. Um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people, a lot of fans, audience, you know, have asked me over the last several years, when are you going to do some gospel, when are you going to do some gospel? So Wayne in the Water was released uh, a couple of years ago, yeah, and under the direction of a gentleman out of Ohio, and I have to tell you, you know, he connected me with people in Nashville. Jay Vernoni played keyboards mm-hmm. and Kim Parent, she sang background vocals with me. And I'm telling you, I said, I've gone to church and I'm like, I'm loving it. And they were just so, <laughs> they were just very, 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 they were just, just beautiful people, all of them. You know, and I'm just very, very grateful. You know, these people didn't know me from, you know, from anything. They know who I was, and I didn't know mm-hmm. who they were. And it was just nice mm-hmm. for somebody just to reach out. You know, I, I can appreciate that. I can, and and yeah. I have learned to, you know, just be grateful and you know thankful. You know, and just just say amen. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Well, that was a great great introduction. Yeah, yeah. So, Wade in the Water, great choice. Absolutely. I I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Miss Freddie. She returned to Off the Chain. She began singing um, back in 1996. She started to venture into the world of blues music, and she does blues, gospel, won so many awards, uh, really inspiring person. And we are going to play her second song, Wade in the Water. So this is Off the Chain with your host, Ian Bush, and we will be back momentarily. In the water 
Shane with your host Ian Bush talking on this Friday and we just got done listening to her song Wayne's in the Water so going back to uh, some of the questions that we got lined up for us tonight so what what else has been going on with you uh, in, in your life lately um let's see 
Well, uh, let's see. Well, there's work as a nurse. <laughs> so, you know, that's going to be ongoing. But I'm hoping to retire in the next year or two. That's that's my goal. So I've been, you know, working on that. And people ask me first thing, and I love the question. They're like, well, once you retire from nursing, are you going to do music full time? And I told them, I, I'm not sure about that yet because there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that I want to do musically. Um, and mm, okay. I want to make sure I put that time. Like I want to, I want to do a gospel album after I'm done with my blues and my single. I want to go right into, you know, starting working towards a gospel album. Um, I think that's important for me and for a lot of the fans out there. So um, those are my goals. And I want to get into writing poetry. I might publish, you know, like one day of poems. Don't know. But I've been writing, yeah, back and forth, um, enjoying my family, uh, you know. So those are the things because, like I said, this summer has just been, it's been a roller coaster ride of um, me losing people that I know, people that I love, and it's just, it's been hard. And I had to, um, yeah. I've been working on how to, better myself as far as dealing with death. And I've been dealing with death all my life as a nurse, but when it hits you, you know, you're close to somebody, it's it's a very different thing. So that's what I've been doing. And stay tuned because I'm looking forward to going to Europe next year to tour. Oh, wow. Yo, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, my we're, we're tour got Europe. canceled. Um, well, I don't know yet, but my original tour was it supposed to be in uh, 2020, but because of COVID, you know, had to cancel, things have shut down. But um, looking at Germany, France, I've always wanted to go to France anyway, but France, Germany, Switzerland, um, the Netherlands. So uh, stay tuned. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I can't wait. Yes. And by then, my new material, my new, you know, music will be out, and I'll be ready to go. Heck, yeah. And then you'll have to come back on the show, and we can can, uh, debut it with you and and celebrate in your your achievements and and give them those points, if you'd like, of course. Absolutely. I would love to come back and, (laughs) you know, talk about – Hey, I hope to see you somewhere, you know, soon. In Germany. So. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in yeah, Germany or, <laughs> or France or, yeah. I've had people ask me, you need to come down south. I'm like, you're absolutely right. I do need to come down south and, you know, perform. I said, and all in due time, you know, let me get the new material out. I feel me as a as a musician this is just for me i want everybody to understand that out there to understand this mm-hmm. i feel okay i've got some followers out there but they're hungry for new music and mm-hmm. i couldn't agree with them more so but this i've been taking my time there's been some stumbling blocks along the way but it's okay um, and I feel when my album, my single come out, it'll be like, wow, here we go. Here she is. Where's she been? So, yeah. How do you, um, personally keep motivated through those stumbling blocks? What keeps you motivated to keep going? 
Um, I do a lot of soul searching, meditating, and praying. I pray every day. Okay. Um, and, you know, this is just me, you know, my faith and what I do. Um, but I also mm-hmm. have to remind myself, you know, I give people advice as far as, you know, if they're down in the dumps, if they're angry, you know, I'm not all preachy, I'm not judgmental, I stay very neutral, <laughs> but I try to look at how they feel and hear how they feel, how yeah. they sound. And right. I said to myself, you know, I say to myself, how come you're not following your own advice that you give people? And then uh-huh. I scold myself. You know, I says, how dare you give advice to other people and you can't even follow your own advice? And I'm like, okay, you're right. <laughs> so I look at all the things that I have said to patients, I have said to friends, to family, mm-hmm. um, to strangers. I've had strangers. I must have that kind of faith. People have come up and start telling me about their problems, and I'm like, you don't know who I am. I could be some whatever you want to think of me as. And they're like, no, you just look like a person. I could just talk to you. And that has happened to me, you know, and it has happened to me over a period of time throughout my life. And especially nowadays, people just start coming up and talking. I said, do I look that friendly? Don't I look like mean and crazy and evil? They're like, no, you don't. They're like, you just, and, and they're right, you know, because I've made myself approachable especially with the kind of job that I have, musician and nurse. And, you know, with my um, friends, because I have a close circle of friends. I don't have a bunch of friends like a lot of people do, but I have a close circle of people I can rely on. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I just have to, you know, I just have to stay focused and stay positive. I really try to be positive. If people follow me on Facebook, Um, and Instagram and Twitter, and hey, I'm on TikTok now, but I haven't really started anything. I just started that account a couple of weeks ago. Um, I yeah. try to be very positive and focused. I do because I believe in what I'm saying, you know. So, yeah. Do you see a lot of parallels between being a nurse and your music, being a musician? Wait, say that again. <laughs> Let me you, let me make sure I heard you right. Do you, do you see a lot of parallels between being a musician and being a nurse? So um, the reason that I'm asking this is because I think in my mind, uh, reading the crowd, right, kind of like what you're saying, reading the crowd and reading your patient, um, I, I believe there's a lot of parallels between that, right, because you have to be receptive to them. You have to be observant. Do you see a lot of your nurse profession in your musician career? Um, I do, and they kind of interchange. You know, um, before I became a yeah. musician, I was a nurse. And um, and then once I became a musician years later, um, I, I see that because I, I kind of use how I am as a nurse when I'm re- relating, you know, to people. And I mm-hmm. say my job is to read that room, read the crowd, or if I'm in a room with a patient. But right now I'm an outpatient nurse, and so 90% of my job is on that phone. I have to sound focused, and it's all about that patient. And if they want to rant and rave or cry or sad or happy or thankful, 
you know, I have to stay in the zone of being neutral. And it's, and it's true for the music, for the audience. I, I try to read the room. I might know the room already, especially if I played in it before, but it's my job to engage the audience. You might have somebody sitting there all night and, you know, somebody might say, oh, do you see that gentleman over there? He, he just was sitting there. I said, A, he moved a finger. You know, he might have tapped his foot. You didn't see it. B, he stayed all night. And I said, that's how I know that he was into what we were doing. And mm-hmm. it works. It really works. So I think before the musician was the nurse, so the nurse came into play because it's about nurturing. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, my whole thing is um, healing the, you know, if I can reach the mind the spirit, the emotions mm-hmm. of somebody, then I've done my job. Right. Do you find it easy for you to reach people's spirits and minds and hearts? Or do you think yes. Believe overwhelming? It. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? It used to be overwhelming because I didn't know how to handle it. And I oh, got over yeah. that very quickly. Um, but I, you know what, I just, I embrace it, and it just comes natural. And, you know, it's it's interesting because my coworkers are like, and God bless them, I love my coworkers. They're like, you're such a good nurse. I like working with you. I said, I have my moments. I can be lazy. I don't feel like answering a phone, but I do answer the phone. Um, But that comes out of, if I'm going to get people to listen to me, to pay attention to what I'm trying to do for them or tell them, I have to build trust without invading their space. There are three inches of space, mm-hmm. three feet of space, whatever you want to call it. And, yeah. you know, and, and that has become very easy because I have stage fright and people look at me like a deer in the head, like they're like, you're kidding, right? You're just trying to get attention. I said, no, I'm scared to death. <laughs> I said, I'm more scared when my family is in the room, you know, and, it, and I said, not my sons, but I'm talking about siblings, right. nieces, and nephews, because I have to figure out, I know these people, how am I going to capture their attention? <laughs> yeah. Like my brother is coming to see, hear the band Saturday. He texts me, he's like, I'm coming to hear you. I'm like, oh, I, he's never heard me. He's never heard me sing. Oh, wow. Never. My one sister uh, has never, but my one sister who passed away, she has, some of her kids have, um, but there's nieces and nephews out there who have not heard me sing. But I said, just go on my website or go on YouTube. You can hear me and then, you know, make up your mind. Because a lot of them are like, oh, you sing blues. It's all dreary and all that. I said, really? Hmm. You should listen to some of the blues that was done back in the 20s and 30s. I said, that was sassiness. I said, it kind of made me blush, you know. Um, so, you know, it's it, it that, yeah, I'm scared to death when my family's, like, in the audience. It bothers me. Yeah. And I have to get over that You know, real quick. I, I can kind of reflect on that, too, a little bit, because um, I feel yeah. like for me, for my writing, um, because it is more centered towards supernatural and horror, um, I had – so many people that I knew personally asked me more probing questions than I was worried about them enjoying the book. 
Like it seemed like they would enjoy really? the story. Yeah, it, it it seemed like they would enjoy the story, but then they're like, man, like, so uh, this one friend in your book uh, kind of sounds like me, kind of acts like me. I'm like, oh man, that's just a good storyteller. He's like, yeah, you, you kill them later on in the book. Like, are we okay? And I'm like, no, no, yeah, we're good, we're good. Like, we're fine, we're fine. Yeah. You know, I had a lot yeah. of those yeah. Yeah. repetitious yeah. like. Hey, um, your character had a lot of mom issues. Like, did you have a lot of mom issues that you didn't really talk about? And I'm like, it's, it's just a book, man. <laughs> it's just a book. Like, it, it's okay. So I, I kind of, I kind of uh, connect with you on that. Where all the questions, all the, all the, uh, the, you know, I, I want to say hype, but. Like, all the probing thoughts of, like, man, like, how much of this is really fiction? How much is this really life? And I'm like, oh, no, it's not it's not like that, y'all. Come on. We're just trying to entertain right. people. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's, like, you know, when I sing, I have learned. And I've watched other entertainers, whether it's comedians, musicians, people who are artists, like, they paint, they draw, Whatever, you know, your craft, people who recite poetry or just write it, whatever. I have watched mm-hmm. how they perform or present themselves in their craft. So I took that mm-hmm. and I storytell. So I'll pick a few songs out of my whole set during the night, you know, or I might start off with saying something crazy. I said, whatever y'all think is not true. And people start laughing, like, what is she talking about? You know, because that gets their attention. I'll say something off the wall like that, for example. And then, you know, I'll say this one song is based on a true story. Don't ask me about it now because I'm performing. But if you stick around, we can talk about it after I'm done. And people are either (laughs) laughing or they're so intrigued. It's like, is that true, Miss Freddie? I said, you can ask my man, but don't tell him. And don't put me on Facebook Live because he's going to hear all this mess. And people are howling. And I yeah. have had people come up, and they still do, Ian, and ask me, they're like, you know that one song you said, and you're, you're talking about your man, and this happened, did that really happen? And I tell them, nope, that's entertainment. I said, but there are some things that happen, mm-hmm. but I kind of put a spin on it. But, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, believe it or not, Miss Freddie, we're actually at our 10-minute mark. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Every, everyone says that, right? Everyone says, like, oh, man, that was, like, the fast 10 minutes uh, or the fastest, you know, one hour and fastest 50 minutes that we've had. And I'm like, I, yeah. I, I know. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah. But, you know what, <laughs> it's when, when the conversation is good and, you know, it keeps flowing, um, that's what makes it oh, yeah. all right. You know, and I'm glad. And you know what? I forgot. I oh. know I mentioned Wade in the Water, but I do have to give a shout out to Mike Morgan because he actually approached me. Um, he's out of Ohio to do that uh, song. And I said, oh, wait, I didn't mention Mike's name. So, Mike, I love you. Thank you so much. You know, he <laughs> asked me to pick a, you know, gospel song from, you know, way back. And I love Wade mm-hmm. in the Water. So, just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> No, of course. So, um, you know how we always end the show in the last 10 minutes. We always ask if you're 
willing to come back down in the future if you had a good time. So um, I hope you had a good time tonight, and will you be willing to come on the show at a later date to uh, showcase some of your stuff? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I did. I had a great time. Actually, I, I feel wired. I'll probably do some housework when I get off the, you know, when I'm done. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> welcome. You <laughs> Thank you. Although I have to get up at 4.30 and go to work, but it's okay. I could just pace myself. Yeah. But seriously, I, I right. did, and I really appreciate it. I really do. Of course. And then um, closing the the show for the night, uh, do you have a quick words of wisdom to give to somebody uh, listening to our show tonight? Yeah, I just want to say no matter what you do in life, if you're going to be a musician, if you're going to be an engineer, if you're going to be a teacher, um, always stay true to yourself. You know, don't mm-hmm. sell yourself short. If a lot of you out there follow me on Facebook, I wrote a post um, the other day about, you know, you can throw a bone at me, but that doesn't mean I'm going to catch it. Because um, you can decide what you want to do. Is this going to benefit you so that you can benefit others down the road? And a lot of people I have found that I have met don't think like that, but it's mm-hmm. like you got you gotta you gotta think like that because nobody's gonna advocate for you unless it's you. If people see that yeah. you know you are concentrating, you are serious about what you you know you are and what you're trying to do, you know you'd be surprised at the support. So don't never sell yourself short. It's not worth it. It isn't. You know, keep that self respect about yourself going because at the end of the day. It's your self-respect. It's not the person next to you or down the street or your best friend or your family. It's about your self-respect. And when you self-respect, yeah. you are going, you know, people are going to respect you, you know. So yeah, that sure. that would be my advice. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with, with the crowd tonight. And, again, I appreciate you being on the show. And it's always a great time talking to you. I, I always – uh really jive with you and I feel like we could do a two hour show easily. So I appreciate you making my job a little bit easier, keeping engaging conversations. And I know the listeners uh, appreciate that as well. So thank you so much for spending an hour with us tonight. Absolutely. You are very welcome. And thank you for having me and thank you for what you do. I really appreciate it. And I'm not just saying that because my favorite PR guy got me this interview (laughs) Thank you, Michael Stover. I appreciate you. All jokes aside, I do. I love joking. But um, but all jokes aside, though, I, I really appreciate this. And I appreciate what you do, what you're trying to do, you know, and just keep doing it. Just stay focused and stay positive. Yeah, there's going to be roadblocks, but I mean, <laughs> you know, those can always be moved out the way, you know, no matter what. So oh, yeah. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight we have spoke to Miss Freddie. She started singing in church at a young age, and she has a lot of blues and gospel uh, roots, won a ton of awards. We heard two of her songs, and I really appreciate the hour that we spent with her. Um, on behalf of Yvonne Mason, uh, she has allowed me to essentially carry the banner uh, for the month of October because her and I really enjoy 
uh, this month. It's both of our favorite holidays, and we even got to hear from her last night, which was a real big treat. So if you didn't, if you weren't able to tune in that show last night, uh, definitely go on our Off the Chain uh, Blog Talk Radio site and listen to that. But unfortunately, the month of October is over, so the spooky is done until next year. So we will resume normal uh, operations, if you will, and wait until next year. So um, our next show actually won't be for a couple of weeks, so you'll have to kind of stay tuned to Off the Chain, um, see who our guest is. It should be a unique show, and we will be on here again at 8 p.m. either Monday or Tuesday, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time. So Look for the next show to be released, and then I know Yvonne and I talked about it last night, but with uh, Christmas and the holiday season, we know a lot of indie artists who have um, holiday songs and specials that they would like to share, so I believe Yvonne and I are planning on um, resuming the show again at a somewhat normal basis, so all of you can be entertained and listen to fellow indie artists and learn something so as we say every night thank you so much to all of you for tuning in um, we could not do this show without you we really appreciate you we really hope that you're entertained um, I know it's a lot of fun for me but I hope it's equally as fun for you so thank you for tuning in please keep tuning in please keep the conversations alive and if nobody else told you we love you we appreciate you and just keep creating good art. So until next time, a couple weeks from now, I am Ian Bush for Off the Chain, filling in for Yvonne Mason. And again, thank you so much, Ms. Friday. It's been a blast, and I hope to talk to you very, very soon. Oh, you're welcome, and love everybody out there, and give Yvonne my love, too.